It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a six ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday here at the Herdant Sports Bar and Grill. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Bill Dolman uh, in the on-deck circle. We'll get him locked in and on here in a moment. Uh, reminder, we're powered by Cornhead Lager, which is just outstanding. Uh, more of your stream comments while we wait. Bill Dolman will dive further into Nebraska, Maryland. RS checks in. All the way from the Philippines. RS, thanks for listening. Appreciate you doing that. Um, uh, Delane Johnson says, with the sign-stealing scandal and Harbaugh suspension, it's a lot like insider trading. Someone misheard you about killing a wife. Uh, that, was, that was an analogy. The Let's analogy being the guy's going to be locked up because the uh, authorities think this dude whacked his wife, so you're not going to let him free yeah, it's, it's, until his trial date. There might not be enough to evidence to, to get you a, a death sentence right now, but there's sure enough enough evidence to lock eventually you up and make sure there's no the bail. Uh, eventually, yeah. Eventually, there's going to be enough evidence here that, that you will be able to get the, uh, the full punishment. And I, I think that's what people are hoping for from the Big Ten right now. I guess like, like the other 13 member institutions is you see a three-game suspension. You know what? That's sending that guy to jail and keeping the bail money. You know what? You don't get any bail. you got to stay in jail, and we're going to get the trial eventually, and then we're going to lock you up permanently. But and you're still letting thing him is, is, be around the team Monday through Friday. Bill Dolman is with us, Pride of Fairbury. It's not a perfect analogy, but NBC it's pretty good. Sports, and at Bill Dolman on Twitter, the professor. Billy D, 3-2-1, pull the grenade pin here. What's your, what's your reaction here to Petiti, the, the, the Big Ten, and, and Michigan probably going double bird here to the commissioner. They're, they're saying, let's play some chicken. Get used to hearing this. Holding Michigan 15 <laughs> yards from the front of the foul. Interference, Michigan 15 yards. Um, it's going to be 20, warning, it's Michigan. Gonna be 20, it's going to be 2010 Nebraska A&M every Saturday. They're gonna, they're gonna, the, the, the officials who did the Nebraska-Michigan State game last weekend have been reassigned. Uh, <laughs> Every Saturday. Rally. Uh, yeah. The Big Ten just bought them a house in Ann Arbor. <laughs> uh, I'm not a gambling man, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking Penn State more and more, uh, not because of the penalty. I think, I think Michigan is going to be extraordinarily motivated to play. Um, because they're just mad that everybody ganged up on them. I was I I heard you earlier, Schmitty. I'm not exactly sh- they're arrogant, no question about it. I'm not I'm not sure Michigan's the arrogant wine drinker. That's more Pac-2 conference. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're more like porting a cigar, arrogant, you know, okay. in Michigan and the and the Big Ten. I think in general, you know, uh, the SEC just knows they make the best moonshine of any conference, and you know, and and. 
the Big no, 12. Conference push stereotypes light, right? are fun. I mean, let's let's yeah. go there for a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah it is uh, an ascot. It's uh, it's. What do you think they let uh, they want Rutgers in the conference? They had to get you know somebody from New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Well, you need a bouncer. <laughs> you need a you need a bouncer, uh, but no. Nobody I mean, textiles in the conference. Yeah, right, yeah. The SEC is Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. <laughs> That's the SEC. <laughs> I, I was going to go with with guys that that um, have a gun rack, and and if you have a gun rack, no disrespect, don't beat me up here. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, when I think of the SEC, I think of uh, the, the the Ruth family in Ozark. Mm, slightly too trashy. <laughs> too trashy? Slightly too trashy. Yeah. Uh, I guess my experience with the SEC, though, was Ole Miss, which is yeah, much more Yeah, which the, is the, them in Michigan would hang out. Well, they're, they're, they're the plantation owner, whereas wow. Michigan is the lawyer. Easy. We just not, in a, yeah. not in a bad yeah. way. Not in like well, a, hold on. There's yeah. a good way to own a plantation? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, plantation has a negative connotation. Yes. It's just a large area where you grow crops. A plantation. Okay, so it's, large, got, it's got the so whole corporate farmer. Sure. Sure, corporate far. It's the same hey, here's thing. The, here's what here's what the Big Ten is. It's the black cup of coffee on the street corner in Jersey. That's it's that arrogance. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. Michigan's the big time lawyer in a small town. Did you guys watch the uh, the documentary on the the Murdaws? Not the, yet. the Murdaw murderers. They're the Murdochs. We're hung up on murder today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, get, I get on the show and I'm t- you're talking Philippines, and I'm like, where is this show going today? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll just I watched I listened to some crew crime documentaries on the way back from Michigan State, so that's what I'll blame you for had, all the murder. You had a lot of, of time to do so. Um, <laughs> Look, this whole this whole thing has been comical from the beginning. I, I've been I've been amused by it, and I'm thinking, okay, look, if you're going to really you know make send a statement on this thing. Um, you know, take it to the extreme and you're going to vacate wins like was talked about earlier when everybody was really getting all pantied up. Then you take away the money. Okay. If this is really bad, then you take away whatever Michigan made in the games they're alleged to have had this elaborate cheating scandal. And again, my thing has always been if they are doing some type of surveillance in the game itself, that to me is wrong. This, This to me is reading very deeply into the gray areas of the rule book. And they, they did it. And for however they used it in games, they did. Um, but if you really wanted to me, okay, it, they've come down with something. This pin, this punishment of Jim Harbaugh is, is absolutely zero. Okay. He, he gets to coach his team during the week. He gets to set the game plan with his coordinators. He gets to travel. He gets to watch the team movie and then he'll watch the game. And I'm sure that there's going to be some way, shape or form, that he is connected to the sideline, right? The, the job in the game you know, is, is management by the head coach and calling plays by the coordinators. So on that route, if you really wanted to hurt Michigan, I think you suspend the coordinators for the next three games. Mm. You let Jim Harbaugh coach it, but we've all seen the videos, okay? And who has who is, who is, uh, 007 been talking to on the sidelines? He's been standing next to their coordinators, calling out plays, mouthing whatever he has said, but he's been standing next to those coordinators as much as he's been by Jim Harbaugh. So if you really want to make it kind of hurt, then I think you suspend the coordinators, not not just for the game, but for the week. Okay, they're not involved in the game planning. You can suspend them with pay, whatever, 
Um, you've got money now because, you know, Stallions is forfeiting his $50,000 a year salary because he quit. But if this, if, if, if you really want to make it hurt a little bit, suspend both coordinators for the remainder of the season. There I, you go. I Jim think- Harbaugh, you can be the head coach and you can coach your team, but you got a hell of a lot of work to do because you're I, in charge of everything now. I think the the Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday association also uh, lessens this penalty because he's still going to be around his team getting right. them prepped and ready. Right. And I'd say, do I really – do I have to go to Happy Valley? Can I just stay back? I mean, I can call him as easily from on my cell phone – uh, from Ann Arbor, as I can call him from the hotel in, ha- in Happy Valley, uh, maybe they're taking away his cell phone. Whatever they're going to have communication with Jim Harbaugh wherever he happens to be, he'll, he'll, right? He'll send some signs somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. There'll be smoke signals coming out of the uh, the hotel <laughs> in Happy a, Valley. There'll be an airplane that keeps flying over <laughs> Michigan Stadium. No, there'll just this... be a screen on Michigan sideline that's Jim Harbaugh on a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> they'll this put, been a, they'll put this that been on the jumbotron. <laughs> they'll have one of those little robots going around that's got Jim Harbaugh's face on the screen, <laughs> just driving around the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a joke from the beginning, and and to say they're punishing them by, by this. I mean, come on! It, all you're doing is telling everybody else, this is all it's going to be. And Jim Harbaugh is not the one who's getting punished. Remember, it's Michigan that got punished, mm-hmm. right? Be- and they said because he's the face of the program, but Michigan, the program, is the one that is getting punished by this. Michigan is not going to be allowed to have its head coach on the sidelines. It's not Jim Harbaugh's punishment. Bill, let's go to uh, Nebraska-Maryland. As you've looked at this matchup, Big Red need this in a, in a, in a giant way, down to three games left. How you feeling going into kickoff tomorrow morning? Well, like I said on average, Joe, I, I think that the, the fact that the game's at home, it, it really does benefit Nebraska because this, this is just an unusual Big Ten series. I think people forget that Maryland's even in the conference and out on the East Coast, they probably forget Nebraska's in the conference. This just this seems like one of those obscure non-conference games that comes around every 15 years or so. Oh, we're, we're, we're playing Pacific this year. Uh, we have Arizona State on the schedule. You know, we haven't played them in a while. Um, so for Maryland to be coming into foreign land, you know, to everybody out in Maryland, Nebraska's flyover country, you know, they might be mesmerized to find out there aren't cornfields everywhere. But I think that the fact that they've had to travel into this place where they're not familiar with is is somewhat of a big deal. I, I'm not as enamored with Tonga Vailoa as, as everybody else is in the fact that he's made out to be this great dual-threat quarterback, and he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, and I don't mean to diminish his skills as a 65% passer with 2,500 yards through the air and 21 touchdowns. But he's not a runner. He's got like 50 yards on the season running the running the football. I don't even, it might be 30. And he's run the ball 50 times all season. So he's a scrambler. He keeps plays alive. I think for Nebraska defensively, yeah, they got to put pressure on the quarterback, but this is not this is a 3-3-5, right? So I think those five in the secondary are going to be especially critical. We've been talking about the pass rush, stopping the run. But they've got four receivers over 30 catches. They've got about 1,700 yards amongst them. Uh, I think it's on the secondary to to really that maybe that 3-3-5 becomes a 3-3-6. Let's sneak an extra guy out there on the field 
and shut those guys down. That's where I think the game is going to be won or lost. Him scrambling and Nebraska locking the receivers down. And, Bill, what I'd like to know with, with Talia's stats, you talk about the dual threat, is how many times has he been sacked this year? Because Shadur Sanders is kind of the same way. He's somewhat dual threat, and I'm pretty sure his rushing numbers this year are negative because of how many times he's been sacked, which is a weird quirk to, to college football scoring. So I, I just am concerned that Bill Dolman hops on a Friday show and says that he's not the dual threat he's made out to be because that seems like, with what I've seen with Nebraska in the past 10 years, the perfect recipe for Talia going for 125 yards on the ground and three touchdowns tomorrow. It could be, you know, because they've locked down the secondary so well, and he does find the seam, and he does pick up big yards. But, you know, McCarthy got a lot of yards for Michigan uh, running the football. But a lot, of the, a lot of the quarterbacks this year that have run on Nebraska's black shirts, and I mentioned this on the show last week, have been scrambling out of, out of dropbacks and running nine yards to pick up three. He's been sacked or running 10 times. yards to pick up four, you know? And so I, I think that that might be the thing with Tonga is that he keeps plays alive, but he's first and foremost looking to, to pass the ball. It is, I, don't, I just don't think it's a dual threat. I think it's the threat of him keeping plays alive long enough to throw the ball. You said Carter, he's been sacked how many open. times? What's that? He's been sacked 20 times this year. 20 That's times. What I so of his 53 rushes, 33 are true rushes, and I need to figure out the yardage that was lost on those sacks. But but still, 33 rushes across nine games is, is nothing significant. Four I, rushes right. per game. He'll, just, he'll extend plays and be a pain in the ass yeah. tomorrow. Right. That's, that's, that's the, That to me is the issue. It's the secondary staying on receivers, locking them down, and not you know letting them break free. And next thing you know, uh, you know somebody's running – deep in the secondary and there's not a, not a Husker around him for 20 yards and he, they score an easy touchdown. You know, it worries me when Mike Loxley said, what was it? The key to the game was explosive plays and, and turnovers or something. Well, yeah, he, he pretty much nailed that. I remember Mike Loxley when I covered him at New Mexico, very nice guy. Uh, wasn't a great head coach there, but a reclamation project for Nick Saban. And uh, he got an opportunity to go back home and coach at Maryland. And he's done a great job there. Uh, it's a much better situation than the, the one he had when he floundered at uh, at New Mexico, but great. He's a terrific guy, and he's an enjoyable uh, interview. So he's an easy guy to root for, except tomorrow. Bill, now with that kind of ability of Talia to keep plays alive rather than more so just kind of running it, I mean, how concerned are you with Nebraska's capability to contain him? One, and then. On a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you with Nebraska's offensive production tomorrow? 1 being not concerned at all and 10 being extremely concerned. we got about 90 12. seconds. I was going to say, what's 20? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I think, it, I think it hurts Nebraska, and it's amazing to say this, that Prince Well does it. It probably is not going to play. You know, we're talking about true freshmen uh, making such a great impact. So James Williams, the guy we never heard of three weeks ago, is going to be you know critical. Uh, I, I think those those edge rushers are so fast side to side that it's very tough to get away. It, so it's up to the the interior lineman to contain, which means Cam Lenhart and other true freshmen's got to play a lo- well along with Hutmaker. Um, it's it look it, Maryland's a dangerous team, but I think Nebraska could be a dangerous place to play tomorrow. I think Nebraska fans will be kind of juiced. And uh, I, I think I think the black shirts, and I think everybody looks at that Michigan State game going, uh, we probably should have practiced on Sunday, you know, and and come back. I think that would have done them good. They were embarrassed last week, you know, and it gets worse every day as, as we get away from Michigan State. Bill, before we get you out of here, we need both your prediction and you said one of the keys, it's turnovers and big plays. 
I assume you're going to predict a Nebraska win based on what you just well, said now. Which of those two does Nebraska yes. win? Which which one does Nebraska win? Do they win turnovers or explosive plays? I think that uh, that they're going to let those young pups at the receiver position run free a little bit more, and I think Nebraska is going to get some calls on deep throws. Mm. So I, I think Harburg connects on a couple of long touchdown passes, and Nebraska wins it 93-14. Uh, Nebraska with the cover, and Bill Dolman says the over, <laughs> the obvious over. And, and it's uh, and it's three field, four field goals and a safety. Okay, all right. Yeah. There you go. Wow, man, Dolman channeling his Arizona State. Well, you 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 know you were big on Florida State, and Miami, Elijah. So I'm calling my shot. Billy D, come get uh, uh, Guinness tomorrow morning if you want. Oh, it's a duh. <laughs> that's first day of class stuff in my, uh, my house pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports Bill Dolman Billy D, thanks for jumping on tonight see you, go big red there he is, Bill Dolman more from the Herd at Sports Bar on the way